Hello, everyone out there in listening land. This is the Sonic Collective, and our pick for March 2020 is Grace by Jeff Buckley. I am joined today by Scott C., Darren, and Alan, our regular crew. And uh, we're just going to jump right into this. Uh, a little preamble for me. I had never really heard uh, of Jeff Buckley. Uh, everyone in the group was pretty much on the same page. Uh, I really followed Sorry, a bit of a rack and roll to find him. Uh, Katie Lang covered Hallelujah at the 2010 Canadian Olympics, and, and it was absolutely amazing. It sent me down that rabbit hole, I said, searching for other covers of the song, and that's when I ran into Jeff Buckley, uh, and that was my introduction to him, and then it all went on from there. Um, a lot of history to cover on this guy. He only did one studio album, which is Grace, uh, and he passed away in a freak drowning accident at the age of 31. Um, I will pass over to Darren first, actually, because I know he likes to work a lot of the history and the, the, the trivia into his side. So I won't spend too much time on it uh, in hopes that he's following trend. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe a little bit. Actually, you know, something I did end up doing was listening to a, a few other podcasts about this album and him. And uh, unfortunately, the reason why was I was actually having quite a bit of problems getting through the album myself. But we'll come to that in a minute. Um, yeah, to be honest, I had actually never heard of this album or this art. Like the name kind of rung a bell, but I'm like, wasn't he in like, uh, you know, the Traveling Wilburys? Like, I, yeah, I knew, there's I knew another fucking out there. You know what I mean? It's just like, I honestly had no idea. Even when you said Hallelujah, like the song, I'm like, yeah, I guess I've heard a version like that before, but I had no idea who it was. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I dove in and especially when you uh, released your show notes about why you picked him. And I was just like, wow, like Bowie and uh, it was a uh, page from Led, Led Zeppelin, like love. Yeah. That. And I was just like, okay, like, how do I not know who this is? And I was like, super excited. Um, I can see why, uh, I guess I can see why he's, I guess, very innovative and does a lot, especially with his vocals, which I don't like, but uh, I can see why people are in that. Like it's whether he's in a, a choir or dramatic. You know what the, kept coming to mind for me was that scene in Liar Liar. There's bloopers at the end, and and Jim Carrey and this other actress are playing attorneys, and and they kind of flub their lines, and and he's just like, you know, you're out of order. It's like you and she's like, you're an overactor, and I was just like, yeah, I just like this guy's just like over singing or something. It just it was just annoying to me to be honest. But um, yeah. as you know from my past, uh, if you've listened, to, I'm not the biggest in a lot of slower stuff, especially I guess. Which is weird because I like like the Cure and stuff, which is considered emo, but a lot of emotional stuff I just don't get. So, um, and it was just very emotional. I put it was WMM, White Mom Music. Uh, you know, I just figured I could see moms just like, yeah, you know, like that young mom. She's in her 40s. She's, you know, it's, I guess the current era would be Dave Matthews. I don't know. Like, what the fuck? But, I love Dave um, Matthews. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll give you a few facts and then I'll pass it on because I feel like I'm kind of running here. Um, but uh, he, I guess when he did die, the one thing his, uh, it was his mom kind of stepped up and took over and really made sure that uh, anything that was done to any of the recordings that they did have uh, was run through her, through her. She had complete control and she basically wouldn't even let them like tweak with it that much. There was, I think maybe we'll put the link in. There was like a Rolling Stone, the 10 things you don't know about this album. And that was, I think was point number four in there. And I, th I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, the, oh no actually no i sorry that wasn't a podcast that was the uh jimmy page and things like that was point number four about who the influence 
Anyway, we'll link to that. Um, yeah, so I thought that was neat. And she basically just said, no, I just want it to be very much how it is. Clean it up, make it sound maybe more crisp, but don't actually alter or remix the music. So that's why you don't really hear too much more. They don't try and re-release stuff or rearrange it. Um, yeah, you know, I, did, I did find it sound very 90s still of that era. You know, it was 94 when it came out. I just recorded in 93. Uh, I also found it cool. I think it came out in that that he had created these songs and they are kind of masterpieces on the right, not my thing, but um, he uh, then had to get a band together. And I guess that had from six weeks from the time he was told that till they were recording, like put, and I'm like, that's pretty impressive for, especially that music. Cause it's like long and over the top and complicated. And so I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll kick it over. Cause I feel like I'm just kind of going off, but uh, Alan, why don't you uh, give us your thoughts? For sure. Um, I too had a little bit of trouble getting into this one. Um, if I if I was listening from the first track to the final track, it kind of made like a, a smiley face in terms of my enjoyment. Like the first few songs were good and then it kind of got shitty. <laughs> and then it kind of got good again. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't know. I agree with you fully. I think he was over singing in some in some cases, but vocally, holy shit, the guy the guy could sing. Um, oh yeah, it, it sounded really great. Um, he he kind of does this weird soprano vibrato thing, which is really interesting, but way too overplayed. Um, if I had heard it the first time, or I, if I had only heard it on one track, it would have been okay, but. There were a few. I don't know. Some of the songs just I could feel my testosterone level uh, dropping through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's a good way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. Like the Corpus Christi Carol. I'm gonna I'm gonna name tracks specifically. Corpus Christi mm. Carol and Lilac Wine. Those were two pretty pretty difficult songs for me to kind of get into. But immediately following that, he bumps into Eternal Life, which has this. Um, this like deep rock and roll bass thing going on yeah. just sounded awesome and it's like the heaviest the track on the album for sure yeah and grace actually was really cool it had this weird uh he, he plays with harmonies in an interesting way that i really appreciated on that one so that one actually um might make my my frequent player list i did actually really enjoy that song um yeah it sounded super 90s and I'm okay with that because that's my favorite era for music, I think. Yeah, I don't know what else to say, really. Um, it's I had never really heard of Jeff Buckley before this, although, Scott, I think I'd heard you mention him before. Um, perhaps. Probably. Maybe I'm conflating. But um, I'm, I'm glad you introduced us to this album and to this artist because I think there were a few tracks that I, I certainly really enjoyed. So I'll probably listen to those uh many more times in the future scotty coates hey guys um <clears throat> yeah i hate to be negative nancy but this one was not enjoyed at all i gotta oh, say this was man, one of my probably like God. top <laughs> disliked albums in the 70 we've done on the chronic <laughs> collective darren just what? counted Even... it the day 70 but yeah, yeah oh, I put 70. This on as soon as you shared it uh scott and it was a tough listen, 
and I've gotten through it a couple more times and it's never gotten easier for me. And I put it on yesterday in the background in my living room and my wife before hallelujah, my wife goes, is this a religious album? (laughs) (laughs) And I, I kind of didn't, hadn't thought about it, but I'm like, no, no, it's not a religious album. Um, I just found you guys kind of mentioned acting and liar, liar and trying too hard on the voice. I found like it was just all too much It's just pushing and trying too hard. I felt like I, could hear someone going act act in the background or just it was all forced and pushed um the only song i really found listenable was the last goodbye like that's one that didn't annoy me i found myself literally feeling annoyed the rest of the time hallelujah i love the (laughs) leonard cohen version and there's some other good ones out there this one didn't do uh much for me uh the whispering on corpus christi kind of made me a little mental again i was like hearing them whisper and then all of a sudden eternal life he's suddenly rocking i I, yeah there was just nothing about this that that grabbed me or spoke to me and i just found i found myself feeling really really irritated listening to it and uh yeah i'm sorry but that's where i stand i didn't make i didn't make the album it's your fault scott gregory (laughs) but i did pick it that is true (laughs) it's interesting that you mentioned it it or do you want to fit on the album once or twice (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, it's go interesting out. that you mentioned it sounded to you a little bit like a religious album because mm. I kind of felt the same way like my parents are pretty religious and they listen to the, the Christian music al- uh, radio station sometimes and I, I thought that some of this some of Jeff Buckley's songs could have felt right at home maybe it's that that uh, young mom's thing Darren alluded to I don't know <laughs> I don't know I, I use the word soulful at least two White or three times music. in my notes. WMM. Depending on the uh, WMM. <laughs> well, you know, uh, as much as I enjoy Hallelujah, uh, which has got a lot of religious, not even overtones, just straight religious imagery in it, um, we discuss albums here. And as an album, I really found myself like I needed Hallelujah. To, to come on at that point because I was just done by I think that's like song five or something on the um, on of the 11 and I think there are individual moments of greatness on this album but as a whole just trying to listen to all 11 at the same time like yeah, Mojo six, Pin, six. Track six, it's too, it's too much it's it's like you can like sugar but you don't want to eat the whole bag at once right yeah and i feel at some points uh where there's one point like so real that my notes for that is like it was just too much of everything all at once right like he's hitting the upper register all the time the breakdowns on the guitars it's yeah the the things that really appealed to me on this album was i agreed grace is a great song it's complex um I was getting kind of these Radiohead vibes out of him mm. on this I could, track. I could see that. I could see I, that. Yeah, like I could see if he just did yeah. Radiohead covers, he would he could have a whole second career uh, if he wasn't dead. <laughs> if he and wasn't dead. If he I wonder wasn't if Tom, Tom York is probably influenced by him. Oh, it could be. Maybe he ripped off his style. I think we're on <laughs> something here. Uh, I think other than obviously you all know I love Hallelujah. Like I literally start my day listening to that every single day while I cook eggs because it's quiet enough not to wake up everyone else in the house. But I digress. The uh, 
The only other two songs other than Grace and Hallelujah that I thought really stood out on this album was uh, Eternal Life. I agreed. It's a heavier track. I think if he just put out, uh, like if he and Scott Whalen are in heaven putting together an album, I think they would do a really great album together. Yeah. Right. You just get him together with Scott and do something from the core era of Stone Temple Pilots. It would be ridiculous. But um, kill him. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't um, think so. <laughs> no, I think it, yeah, well, you know. the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> or they would just start kissing immediately. You never know. But but my surprise favorite track, other than Hallelujah, but um, was Lover. You should have come over. It, it's soulful and brooding again, but it's got a bit of an uplifting kind of feel to it. You know, yeah. uh, I, I really kind of like that one. That one will make it on too my uh my rotation as a single but i agree as an album i i literally only listened to it all the way through twice in the sitting and everything after that was just two or three tracks at a time so So yeah you you didn't really listen to this before you didn't know this album well i i i hadn't and then i gave it a test listener to uh and it wasn't Maybe by the time you get to the fifth or sixth listen and it really starts eating away at you. And, and I was still so excited about the couple tracks that I really did like that the other ones probably hadn't worn me down yet. But as time went on, my like for the ones that appealed to me stayed here and my dislike for my other ones rose and rose and rose uh, until they outweighed on an album scale uh, the ones that I did like. So. That was kind of my month with this album in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. I found I wanted to punch him. I don't know what it was. And, and then I was reading articles, and it actually even said that he was actually known to be quite vain. And, and I just pictured him as that, like, over-the-top, you know, artsy, experimental art student in university that you just, like, was too far. And, like, I like art, man. You just don't want to be an asshole about it. And yeah. that's, he just, I, if, if his voice and style could personify something, it's, like, that annoying, artsy kid that you just want to punch trying to trick the remember, lady liking him do you remember yeah, that yeah, exactly, beck album exactly. that beck album that came out like four or five years ago where he went super kind of folksy and atmospheric and stuff like that do you remember no, no, really. no I, I can't say i follow beck that much all right yeah. i'll dig it out you'll probably dislike it just as much as this one so. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> <laughs> they're very similar in that way not just in their last name but <laughs> i'll wrap it up uh, at this point, we'll start doing our lap around in the the same order. We'll get some final thoughts and scores together. Influence, recommend overall, uh, starting with Darren. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it's not going to be a surprise. I, I didn't love this album at all. Um, and why are the songs so long? And I mean, I know we, we always talk about <laughs> that length. And although recently I was thinking about some of my favorite albums, and I looked at the time, and some are a bit longer, but. I just found like, why is this five minutes? Like you could have moaned on a minute less. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. And there's actually some interesting stuff around his death too, that they say that he was acting all weird before. Anyway, I'm not getting into that shit. That's the last time I've ever seen Songs to kill yourself. I, and I tried, I even tried like uh, Blisco, a nice cannabis company here in Canada. They have this uh, cannabis Shameless plug. Shameless that is plug. amazing and like really good. So good. You know, get that to 420 for your <laughs> You need your help now during this virus. And they've been ruling necessity. Hold up a banner. Hey, they're good to pasting there. Anyway, that didn't even help. 
That, and that was a really good week. But no. Anyway. So for me, <laughs> well, no, I, I, I understand. So Ed's for influence. I understand why it was such an influential album. And, you know, I respect that the creativity and innovation he had. But, you know, I'm just going for really, did it influence me? I'm going to give it a two because I think he was creative and innovative, but just not my style. Um, what I recommend, I don't know, like somebody that just wants to de be depressed, I guess. You know, you just sit there and listen to the shit and uh, I don't know if you like crying. Sure. Yeah. That's a two. I'll give it a two. Just if you're done all your Morrissey so albums. Overall, yeah, overall, I'm just going to give it a two. And I think that's being generous for me. I would have oh. but I, I think I understand the significance of this. And I, I do appreciate his innovation and his mastery of his voice. And uh, he's a good guitarist, too. So I'll get in that. All right. Who's next, uh, Scott? I think. LA or me. All right. Mm -hmm. um, Jeff Buckley did not influence my taste in any way, and uh, I don't know. I couldn't say that he influenced anyone who I like. So I don't know. But uh, I'm gonna give that probably a a one out of five. There's no influence on me. Scott's giving me a dirty look right now. <laughs> that was my um, oh my look. <laughs> yeah uh yeah you know it's it's tough because as an album we're reviewing albums here and i didn't really overly love the album but i loved a few tracks so i'm going to recommend a few tracks maybe in fact i already have um but let's give that uh a, a two out of five and then overall enjoyment i'm going to give it a three out of five i did like probably half the tracks that were on the album and i think the uh uh, all all the songs you guys mentioned before, like Hallelujah is amazing and uh, Lover, you should should have come over. Really good, too. So, yeah. Those are my scores. Scott Coates? All right. Scott. Um, yeah, I, I don't mean to be a hater, but haters will be hating. And uh, I think this could be called Songs to Kill Yourself By. And I really... <laughs> I, I really just didn't like it at all. Like, it's an opportunity. I, I wouldn't recommend it. I'll give it a one. It did not influence my taste. It will not cause me to check out any other related materials. So I'll give it a one. And overall, I'm going to give it a one. I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I can't listen to it again. It, it, it really, really tore me apart. And, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I will take you some lube. For me, is a third. And over I, you, can, I can guarantee you that my taste in rap and hip hop will be more to your liking than my taste in atmospheric <laughs> white mom rock. Oh man! <laughs> All right. Well, for me, you know, as much as I, I love his work individually on a couple of these tracks. Uh, I have to go into the the naughty boat too and and pan this album as an album. Um, I didn't I wasn't influenced by it when it first came out. It wasn't on my radar. Uh, I got caught up in some of his singles, especially Hallelujah is the road that I got to him by. But this album, I could have done without it. I'll I'll put like a one for influence. Uh, other than the fact that I cook eggs to hallelujah every morning. Um, two for a recommend, but I highly recommend you check out some of the individual tracks, including Grace, Hallelujah, and Lover, You Should Have Come Over, Eternal Life, if you're into the heavier side of things. But other than that... That was the, that was the only one I liked. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. Um, 
as an album, I'll be generous at two. So, yeah. Bam, bam, bam. I mean, People I enjoyed get this. People yeah, get mad but... when we don't like these weird bands. Remember the really? band? That was one of the few comments we got that they was like, this is the best band ever. We all had it. <laughs> wow, wow. That's well, like the next that round we're doing, bander. we decided to uh, spin the magical genre wheel, right? So Darren literally yeah. found an online generator, and I spun it, and hip-hop came up. So the next the round of picks will be hip-hop. Hip Thank you. Don't stop rocking to the bum-bum-boogie-de-beat. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys. Exactly. Picking this Does one. Does Biscuit stuff. count as uh, as hip hop? I'm asking for a friend. Does what? Sorry. <laughs> Does Limp Biscuit count as hip hop? I'm asking. <laughs> new metal. New metal. Oh yeah, I'd probably I'm put kidding, it under new kidding. metal. It's I'm definitely kidding, new metal. Alan Cross said so a few weeks ago. That's that's some more white mom music. Whoa. Let's wrap this up. Darren, you're picking next, if I can remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. So we have a whole hip-hop influence round. So, uh, yeah, I'll uh, get my pick up for the uh, first here in a couple of days. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Sweet. Why don't you well, uh, sign us out? Yeah, my apologies to everyone in the group and everyone who listened along to us with us this month. <laughs> uh, we will wash your palate with some hip hippity hop hop uh, in April, and we'll go from there. Thanks again for listening. As ever, we are the Sonic Collective. Join us on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll see you in the next month.